Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me today is Rhett. Hello, Rhett. Did I pronounce Hi. that correctly? You did. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh-huh. Well, for those who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm a player out of Australia, which is actually one of the bigger contingents around the globe when it comes to Marvel at the moment. Got a pretty good mm -hmm. strong showing here. Been playing different miniature games and board games and all those great things for a number of years now. And we're really just getting the scene going here at the moment. So it's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. And as you're one of the more like Joe Schmo characters that I have on this, you don't actually have a podcast. Uh, what character do you want to see added to Marvel Crisis Protocol who isn't already in there? Oh, I mean, there are so many choices, but I think getting any of the Fantastic Four in there at the moment uh, would be sort of where I'd go with it, particularly getting uh, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, the stretchy model would be fantastic and a dream come true, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I am expecting that out of Gen Con at this point. Ooh, it's exciting. Because I think they're going to be the year two celebration. Ah, uh, that makes sense. There is a big clamor for them, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's, especially there's... now that they're back in it. But that being said, who did we bring today? So we brought uh, the lovely Venom, uh, mm -hmm. Eddie Brock himself. So just to head it off at the pass, he is part of a two affiliations, including one that I, I have a lot of love for, but I don't think we're going to be talking about either Spider-Foes or the Web Warriors today, because we're about finding new homes for him. Absolutely. He does get around, but uh, I think he's got enough and, uh, to bring him to some new affiliations and some stuff that might surprise you. Yeah, he was he was a stalwart of like the beginning of the game, but since then he's kind of fallen off on how popular he is, especially out of affiliation. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think he's got some things going for him, but how the game's evolved uh, in the last maybe 12 months, uh, he definitely has seen less play, uh, but I do think there is a spot out there for him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love this model. I love this character. And he comes with a very good Tasha's cut that I think we're immediately slotting in. Oh, definitely. And, you know, there's nothing better than pretending that you're Venom when you say it and making sure that, you know, the, the whole we are Venom comes out. I mean, it's it's part of the package. you got to do it. But for those of you at home who have not seen Venom, he's a short mover with seven health and is size three, which is a big thing. And he's a four threat character uh, with a 4-2-3 stat line. So he's really good against physical. He's strictly, he's below average, but not horrendous against energy. And there are a lot of people who make that energy defense really a big thing. And and I don't see it. No, it's it's not that popular. I think it's one of the fewest or the, the least played uh, over the games history uh having the four physical is absolutely a strong point it's yeah. the most common attack in the game so mm -hmm. yeah definitely has that going for him well energy has become more popular as there have been more energy attackers i mean the biggest one of the biggest characters in the game right now enchantress has an energy beam but i don't think absolutely. having mm -hmm. two defense versus four defense is is not i think having less defense than three it's i think the three to four break point is bigger than the two to three break point if that makes sense it does i, I think you can really play to your strengths and you can play around that uh it puts a lot more pressure on the opponents uh mm -hmm. rolling an extra a less die for the energy not particularly the worst thing i think yeah. as soon as you start looking at the strengths they definitely outweigh the weaknesses mm -hmm. yeah and he has a range three five dice builder that auto bleeds. 
Yeah, that auto bleed is fantastic and highly underrated, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, bleed is something that if you, you have to address quite quickly, otherwise it just spins out of control and it can be that last damage sometimes. So it, it often acts as a stagger. Yes, and I, I will bring this up later when we talk start talking about builds, but bleed is also one of the few conditions in the game that you can get extra bonus off of a target having. Absolutely. Which is something I will bring up again later. And then we have his big signature thing, We Are Venom. Seven dice, range three, three power, and you heal for the amount that you deal damage. So his seven health suddenly becomes a lot closer to ten. Oh, it's phenomenal. Getting that extra uh, healing is is just bonus on top of this attack. I mean, the stat line is fantastic. It's range three to start with for a spender. Mm -hmm. For a physical character, that's quite rare. Uh, and the fact that it only costs three as well uh, is fantastic. To punch out seven dice, uh, you're going to see this a lot. And then he has his Clintar Rage, which is a throw that throws medium up to size three, which is like nothing to complain about. No, and moving up to that size three uh, band is really important for those characters who just are a little bit bigger than the size two. Mm -hmm. uh, and being able to throw that character is phenomenal. I mean, we know how good throwing characters is now to the point where we're starting to see that even less and less as the game yeah. evolves. And throwing at medium is pretty big as well. The The control you get with Venom uh, is icing on the cake on top of the, the big puncher that he is. And speaking of control, we also have the Web Snare, which is a pull at, uh, push at range four medium yeah i mean i, I fall in the same thing uh, all the time i call it a pull as well i must say mm -hmm. i've had a few discussions around whether <laughs> pull and push would have been a good use in this game but i think it is more streamlined to call it push uh, mm -hmm. i love this I, I love the fact it only costs two as yeah. well uh, so you're looking early on in the game potentially using this and it really closes the gap as well uh, it can pull people off objectives later on uh, it could pull people into his uh, Symbiote Tendrils or as we are Venom it just mm -hmm. makes it fantastic uh, once you're in the net you can't escape yeah and then he has so many snacks which I think is his signature thing which is after you after an attack against this character resolves you may pay two if the uh, attacker is within three you get to attack them it's fantastic and two as well you're going to see this firing off pretty early and then I think the underrated part of his kit is his symbiote instincts, where your opponent cannot reroll defense dice. Oh, I love this one. Uh, it's something we haven't we saw with Venom, and then we didn't see a lot for a long time, and then we've had a pop up, uh, sort of in some form in you know Angela and the like. Yeah, uh, I think it's really strong. Yeah, it's it's in the opposite direction where where you can't well, reroll attack dice, making them more defensive characters, but this makes him a more offensive character. Yeah, it's very nice, and it means that uh, you you could put that pressure on you. You could commit to the attack without worrying about all the shenanigans about rerolls and things like mm -hmm. that. And he, it puts him as a very good spot to get into web warriors. It does. Yeah, he does fit in there quite nicely, and he brings something to the board that the other mm -hmm. spider folk don't bring. And so he has thirteen total health, which is a lot. Add in the healing, he is going to be a tanky character throughout the game. He is, and, and it negates that small move, which can be a bit of a problem sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, but having that web snare, pulling him in, and then being able to pull somebody in, throw them away, and then still attack them, can't ignore Venom uh, for yeah. the game. He's going to get in there, and he's going to cause some havoc. So do you have any immediate places where you want to put him? I mean, I'm looking at all these fantastic places where he could fit, uh, because there are so many different tools that he brings to the game, and mm -hmm. I think that he can slot into a lot of different lists. 
I think really what he's looking for is something to play upon either his controlly side or his physical, uh, just get in there and wreck everyone uh, side. So I think the uh, first thing I was sort of looking at was the idea of the criminal syndicate uh, yeah. to begin with. I mean, thematically, it works perfectly. He's always working with the rest of the gang in there, working alongside, you know, the likes of the Goblin in Spider Foes, conveniently also in the Criminal Syndicate. But, you know, working alongside Craven now and uh, Black Cat and Kingpin. I I think with the ability to jump on those points and cause even more damage, uh, as well as jumping in and stealing some objectives when he pulls people in, I think there could be a spot there. I do want to bring up a list that I have been brewing for a while that I have not put to paper yet, which is just bleed unaffiliated bleed dot list. Get all the people who automatically give out bleed and all the people who get bonus dice off of bleed. Fantastic. What does it look like? What's uh, what's really pushing the bleed there? Because it, it sounds fantastic. You get him, you get Drax the Destroyer, who gets two free rerolls on his builder for the opponent having bleed. Brilliant. And then you have Hella, who gets to turn off your opponent's wild results on her spender if the opponent has bleed. Ooh, I like that. That's good synergy. Yeah. I don't know if there's quite enough yet, but it's like the percolating of a list. Yeah, it's... it's All those little pieces have to kind of come together, right? But once <laughs> they do, oh, that jigsaw is fantastic. Yeah. I also want to bring up X-Men. Yes, that's actually what I was going to say as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real opportunity there. Yeah. Either X-Men, actually. Because if you are setting it up where you are a tanky... a tanky, Well, you can't use the Cyclops leadership off of a So Many Snacks attack. Just using it for We Are Venom on your turn can Ooh, really strong. make him a tanky character. Absolutely. And yeah, just being able to punch in there and generate that power and share it around it often he's going to generate a lot of power mm-hmm. and not necessarily always have something to do with it uh mm-hmm. because you might see that he, he throws and he does his web stare and that's only five power you might have one or two left over and being able to contribute to somebody else getting their attack uh that's pretty good building on the the x-men as well with uh storm and the x-men gold yes. uh, i really like that idea of being able to bunny hop him up as well mm-hmm. uh as well as the cover uh that's really important to venom sort of covering the weakness of the short move being able to get that extra cover as you move up particularly if they're firing off with energy attacks so someone like crystal or, or even another storm firing in there uh you're able to take one, two, three dice maybe off uh, over the period of a turn or two until you Mm -hmm. get in there, and that might be the difference between dazing and not dazing. So I was looking at uh, sort of along the Inhumans as well, uh, Mm -hmm. because same sort of idea as X-Men Gold, uh, X-Men Blue, sorry, uh, but Black Bolt alongside Venom gives you two big punches. Uh, The Inhumans are going to be able to re-roll things, Venom's going to be able to charge in, uh, and allied characters can pass along those one one powers, and I think it's quite good to get the Web Snares and the Clintar Rages happening earlier on for Venom, uh, to the point where he can start doing his We Are Venom turn two, so it doesn't actually matter if you double move into, you know, a really bad situation of one or two enemy characters, as long as you can get through one of those uh, of that turn, uh, you're able to then start really start uh, charging him up and mm-hmm. and start punching quite hard and start throwing everyone. So I think Inhumans might be a good spot too. Mm-hmm. I also want to bring up the interesting case of Doctor Strange and the Defenders. 
Because alongside Lethal Protector, which is like the classic Venom card, there's also another card called Unexpected Allies, uh, Uneasy Allies, which is him and another Spider-Man model. And the only non-Web Warriors affiliation that uh, the Spider-Mans appear in is the Defenders. Absolutely. Also, getting the chance to add another condition onto his attacks is really good. And I just checked, and you can use it. Use Doctor Strange's affiliation ability when you target with an attack. So that just means uh, it does not say attack action. It just says attack from what I read. Uh-huh. Excellent. So that means you're potentially, if you're, you're doing the spender, you're only spending four and a damage to roll ten dice, and you might be changing it up to energy or mystic, uh, healing yourself and throwing a hex out there. It's phenomenally but strong. More important is when you attack on the other person's turn using so many snacks, you can pay one additional, even if you're just doing a symbiotic tendrils, to apply to change its attack type and apply hex. And you're getting the free bleed to begin with anyway. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I like that. I mean, anything that allows disruption in an opponent's turn uh, goes up in value, in my opinion. Uh, Mm -hmm. We know that messing with plans is fantastic. Uh, We're seeing, you know, no more mutants starting to really rise in uh, popularity with Mm -hmm. Scarlet Witch. Uh, And it's sort of the same thing when it comes to taking options away from your opponent. Yeah. Uh, so I was testing Venom the other week and actually had a situation where so many snacks dazed a character uh, before they could do their second uh, action. Yeah. So having that opportunity is brilliant. And mm-hmm. I really like the Doctor Strange Defenders affiliation there too. And then I kind of want to ta- talk about X-Force. Uh, the uh, new kid on the block. The new kid on the block who also just giving him rerolls turns his five dice into nearly a six dice. And really... And since it's once per turn, when you attack with so many snacks, you still you can still use those weevils on your opponent's turn and really get value out of that affiliation ability. I like it. And, and the fact that you're bringing Cable with his telekinetic shield sort of starts to give, take away that two dice uh, weakness and pump it up to four, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Or even six physical if you're facing off against another physical beat stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that. And Cable being able to do that first turn as well as looking at body sliding around and potentially a bit of tricks there, uh, can really keep pace with Venom as well, considering he's so slow. And with how many slow movers that affiliation has, that is a place where I would want to use the tactics card that turns one slow move into a long move. Uh, Extreme conditioning. Extreme conditioning. There's a card that I will always take, I think, if I take at least one, if not two, small movers. Particularly if you're looking, uh, like we said before, a criminal syndicate, having mm-hmm. to take Kingpin in there. I think having that one turn where you can just run ahead with him and do a fantastic sprint uh, is definitely worth it. So, and then I also want to bring up the classic option of Cabal. Oh, uh, fantastic. Um, there's a real fluidity in which I think he fits better in uh, Sin affiliation, though I don't think he minds either affiliation. Uh, but just putting Red Skull and Venom as a two-man flank is really scary. Yeah, I think most characters would not be able to take on those two together, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly with Red Skull being able to generate so much power so quickly and being able to move Venom up. It's, uh, yeah. And not just that, move attacks into Venom. Yes, of course, which uh, would be looking at triggering uh, so many snacks as well. Yes. 
Oh, nasty. I love that combination. And the same deal with Sin as well. A different spin on Gabal, but equally as strong, I think. Because mm -hmm. Venom is just going to sit there on a point and you have to disrupt him in a way. Or he disrupts your entire game plan. Absolutely. Uh, and the fact that Sin has stealth means she can, you know, do her own thing elsewhere. Uh, mm -hmm. And Venom being able to pick up on that affiliation with no range restriction uh, does mean that you can take that side flank in a D or a, a, one of the B's corners and just sit there, like you said, and, and just hang out while he reaps the benefits. Yeah. So do any of those myriad of options that we have talked about really jump out to you? I think I really like the idea of flexibility with X-Men, uh, being able to go either Storm or Cyclops mm -hmm. uh, and having the options. I really like the uh, Storm leadership, I think. I think that jumps out as being flexible in two ways, being able to be movable uh, mm -hmm. around different people or have people jump on top of you and throw them ahead, uh, and also being able to have that cover. Uh, I really do really do prefer having some sort of defensive bonus when I'm looking at a short mover with uh, two dice in the mix in defenses, uh, and I really like that. So yeah, yeah. gold X-Men. But I think Cycl we keep Cyclops in the list because I think on specifically Gamma Waves and Demons Downtown, he just will bring up so much value with his leadership. Uh Absolutely. And the fact that he can go off with his beam and, and start mm -hmm. passing different abilities around to Venom while Venom's just doing his thing, I think mm -hmm. that's definitely worth taking. And if Venom ever rolls really well, he can also contribute. That's right. Uh, I mean, he has enough to sort of be independent, but when he starts getting into those really high numbers and capping out, particularly if he's just flipped, uh, yeah, he can start bringing mm -hmm. other characters up and supporting them. Though there is a character that we have talked about that also is in the X-Men affiliation. Ah, excellent. So that would be our wonderful Cable. Yes. Mm, excellent. That would be a fantastic addition there as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, a solid nine and then uh, three or four from Cyclops or Storm gives you a solid base in the middle. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just going to be terrifying on anything uh, that's C, like your demons or anything like that. It's just going to yeah. be terrifying. And now, I think we want another three-pointer in here just for point value-wise. I think staying within X-Men is good. I think Domino would be a fantastic addition mm -hmm. uh, just to take those flanks away from Venom and give a bit of unpredictability uh, mm -hmm. to where we went ahead uh, and being able to contribute back to that X-Men affiliation and, and start opening up some of our cards as well, our yeah. tactics cards for X-Men. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that's a really good idea. So do we want to go really heavy X-Men with just Venom having there, or do you think that's enough and we want to start looking at out-of-affiliation op out options? I think we keep uh, option open. Uh, I think maybe having Beast hanging around just in case yeah. uh, would be good. Uh, I think we start looking elsewhere, particularly picking up a two-pointer somewhere would be good, mm -hmm. uh, just so we can make sure that we're hitting all of those different points values. Uh, but yeah, maybe those four... Are sort of where we stick at the moment, uh, and then Venom, and that leaves us five to look at. Yeah. So we were talking about two-pointers. There are certainly some interesting options now. Um, it's really opened up lately yeah. with the amount of options you have. It went from mm -hmm. one or two, and then suddenly we have uh, a huge number, it seems. Three yeah. or four. Are there any that jump out to you? I really like... I mean, my, my stock standard is to go to a Koye, but I think in this case... Maybe looking at more of a long ranger to cover Venom going in. Maybe looking at uh, Rocket Raccoon mm -hmm. might be a good idea. 
Uh, alternatively, we could look at Toad as being sort of our piece that <laughs> takes the opposite flank to Venom and starts messing around with objectives. I'm happy to put Rocket in. What do you think? I, I really like Rocket. I do have to give a shout. Do we want to talk about Bob? Ah, uh, Bob. I haven't had the chance to even uh, talk about how much I love Bob. I think we should definitely consider Bob. So it's really a question a for me between Rocket and Bob. Well, let's go with Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only because uh, new and shiny. Yeah. And also um, because we can potentially start getting that damage in to begin with. And if we are running X-Men with uh, Cyclops, uh, we might be able to see some payoff of that later on. So, uh, it does not work with Cyclops affiliation, sadly. Uh, More so that Bob will start generating power later on. Okay, uh, you contribute in. Battery, yeah, so he'll hand out things. That that makes more sense because it's it's an action uh, superpower, not a attack, to get another token for excessive violence. Yeah, that that plan is completely dead, but unfortunately. So you sort of like Hydra Tactics in combination with X-Men Gold. I think mm. there's some potential there. Uh, the fact that Hydra Tactics is only two power uh, means you can be looking around advanced R&D or some other way of gaining power and look at moving someone on top, like past Vob, uh, and then being able to X-Men Gold again uh, mm-hmm. can give some real movement there and some op- options, uh, which you wouldn't get from a two, another two-power character, I don't think. <laughs> so that, that gives us a fair shake through 17. Now we go up to a three-pointer for 18. Uh, I mean, there are so many choices. Uh, we could look at potentially synergizing with our bleed. Uh, we could be looking at a whole number of different characters that uh, bring either a protective role or moving around. I think it's quite possible that we look at bringing maybe Sin in there just as a another way of playing a three-pointer that's still good um, but gives us an option of looking at Cabal long-term. Well. Okay. This is going to sound crazy, mm. but we can do a quad affiliation roster with two picks here. Oh, you had me at quad affiliation. Well, technically, it's only going to be tri-affiliation, but two different leaders in one of those affiliations. We'll count that as quad. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Sin, so we can get Sin in here. And then we get Sabretooth. Oh, fantastic. I like it. That suddenly means we have an X-Men Cabal X-Force list. Oh, so many options. I love mm-hmm. it. That's brilliant. It's going to make our tactics cards hell, but it's going to be fun. Uh, you've got to sacrifice something for the fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that leaves us two more slots. Are there any other like big standouts? I'm guessing we just kind of want to be full affiliated between those three affiliations at this point, if we're going try. I think so. Uh, I think we need some other control piece, something a little bit scary, like... Uh, like Venom himself. I think looking at something like Loki might be good here. Uh, Loki is definitely an option, or we can go with Enchantress. Also an option too. Uh, both bring really good uh, control pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to go with Enchantress. She's in Cabal as well, and that, that will give us a nice foundation. Yeah, and I'm just thinking Loki takes up both of our final two slots. Yes, of course. Because we with really the want the Mind Gem. Absolutely. All right, let's go Enchantress in there. Let's make sure we can make all of our point values quickly. Yes, we can. Uh, Can we make all of them? 
and we can go six white at 20. Whoa. Whoa. Fantastic. Who wouldn't want to do that? Yes. <laughs> so the big question is our final pick. Is there anything that just jumps out to you as something you want to play? I think I really like Baron Zemo, and I think Fair. he's going to get a whole lot more play. Um, I think he might be uh, a really good pick for us here. He loves walking up alongside Venom and throwing his fantastic reroll ability in there. So yeah, why giving not? Venom reroll is not. And I think he makes a really good. One second, let me make sure the math works out that we can have all of our dreams together. Five, eight, twelve. At nineteen points, we can go X Force with Venom and Zemo. Oh, let's do it. That's that's <laughs> absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so we get double re-roll between the Zemo bubble re-roll and X-Force re-roll. Brilliant. And Sabretooth also does not complain about those re-rolls, and neither does all. Domino. No, no, especially with uh, Domino being only three threat, she can definitely take on characters mm-hmm. much, much higher in threat than herself. So now let's talk about crises. This is going to be interesting. Well, there's so many options uh, going different affiliations here. Uh, yes. We have we can really go into most things quite confidently, I'd say. I see us playing Sabretooth a fair amount in this list between him being X-Force and Cabal and being really good in both of those. So I want to give a shout to a, a thing that both Venom and Sabretooth really likes, which is Cosmic Cubes. Oh, absolutely. They are hungering for those Cosmic Cubes and the power it brings. And then right. this this very much seems like a beat face list, um, and in a way, very different from last week, where I think this will actually be a team that likes hammers. It is, yeah, and being able to leverage that uh, extra one and not worrying too much about tactic card tax that it brings, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And the and they really like that uh, that setup as well, being able to do that. And then, looking at us, we have a team that kind of hates stun don't we? It definitely needs the power to get the steamroller moving. Absolutely. So do we want Deadly Legacy Virus? Uh, it's it's new and shiny. Uh, I like Deadly Virus. Uh, I mean, having the C is really good uh, and being able to go all in and then pay off for that eight points is huge as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good one. Let's let's go with Legacy. But more specifically, at the end of a character's activation, if it's holding one or more Legacy viruses, it may remove one special condition. Fantastic. It's it's going to give us a lot of potential for coming mm-hmm. in against these lists that our list may not like. Um, it's done, like you say, but our characters are really not going to like things like Hex uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, yeah absolutely like that. And we're 19 not, is great too. Yeah, and we're not putting out a massive number of conditions. We're putting out Bleed, which triggers... I don't know what the triggering window would be on Bleed in this, so that's something to look up. Whether you mm-hmm. get... You have to take the damage for Bleed, or if you can remove the Bleed before it deals the damage. That's that's going to be a rules form question. But Absolutely. otherwise, a- the only thing we really give out is Incinerate, and we deal that so readily between Domino and Cable that we're not really worried about it. No, that's right. And often if we're hitting things uh, with an incinerate, uh, it's going to put that awkward choice into their minds of, should I activate that character now so I can get rid of that condition? Uh, or am I going to be having to activate the character I really wanted to activate, which you know might be staring down an unactivated Sabretooth or a Venom or something? Mm-hmm. So it does provide tough choices. And like I said before, I really like putting the choices back on the opponent. 
So that's all of our extracts right there. Now secures are going to be interesting. Speaking of the plan, I think we want to go demons downtown. Absolutely. Let's go in that middle and start <laughs> dishing out those fantastic incinerates. I'm not sure we're as much a uh, Gamma Waves team as a Demons Downtown team. I don't think so. I think there are a lot of uh, squads that other people play that are more suited to to the mm -hmm. wonderful Gammas. Uh, I don't know if we're there yet. I think mm -hmm. we like Demons because it's spread as just the three VPs and that's it. Yeah. Uh, once we start getting into six being up for grabs, it starts getting a bit scary. And I think because we are very power hungry, we don't want any of the Peter flips. No, not at all. I think we like the higher point values. Something like uh, Terrigen uh, right. Clouds, where we're setting up the sides and, and commuting to one flank and just smashing it really hard and, and allowing maybe like Red Skull and Venom, like you said before, to handle the other one. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Terrigen is something we think about. Uh, poison, eh, like it's not the worst with what we're looking at. And also specifically with Cable, we can ignore the poison. Definitely. Cable is immune to poison, so that makes him really, really nice. And suddenly we're playing a team of uh, Cable, Sabertooth, Domino, Venom, and Enchantress at 20 points. Fantastic. That's scary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm really down for Terrigen Mists. And then it's a question. I don't. Th we've mentioned we don't like stun, so I think we want to avoid Demons Downtown. Uh, sorry, Mayor Fisk. Yes. Yeah, that does not end well for us, I don't think. And I don't think we like the movement off of Cosmic Vaults. No. Uh, anything that we don't get to control where we are and pushing us away from where we want to be, mm -hmm. uh, this list would not like that. And we have enough medium-to-long-range medium attacks that I don't think we mind the B, so I kind of want to bring up Infinity Formula. Yes, uh, that's what I was going to suggest. I think it also leads quite nice, leans quite nicely into the, the extra power as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it doesn't matter if we're not able to actually get the point. Uh, it's going to tip us over potentially into uh, being able to afford those big spenders uh, and really push people off the point or just completely daze them. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of really big spenders, which brings me to the first tactics card that I want to bring up, which is no matter the cost. Ah, fantastic. I love that card. Mm-hmm. Because um, it can turn one Cyclops beam. Fantastic. That's that... uh, very scary. <laughs> yeah. It helps with things like Lucky Shot or uh, Savage Predator. It's like yeah. all of our characters have low, except for Cable, all of us characters have low enough spenders that you can do them, you can really leverage the sweet cost dis uh, discount. Absolutely, and a lot of these characters don't particularly mind taking that extra little mm -hmm. damage. Venom in particular being able to take three damage to do an attack that's probably going to heal anyway yeah. uh, is fantastic. Um, sadly, it is on attack action, not uh, doing that activation, so you can't do it as a so many snacks attack. No, very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, like you said before, putting extreme conditioning in there is definitely mm -hmm. something that we should be looking at, um, yep. particularly if we're throwing Cable and Venom down together. Yeah. Uh, having, I mean, Cable's not too worried with his body sliding, uh, mm -hmm. but Venom definitely can use that extreme conditioning. Yeah. Um, that leaves us five more choices, and we have yet to touch on any affiliated tactics cards or any of the uh, restricted list. Fantastic. We're way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's just too much to choose from. 
Oh, yeah. No, I think we're going to have too many good options on Tactics Card, and it's going to be about paring it down more mm. than having to find the right cards, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, trying to trying to find the ones that we can use in most situations as well, mm -hmm. and the ones that are flexible enough for to uh, be across affiliation, but generic enough that we can use them mm -hmm. either in any of the three that we've chosen. So, uh, affiliation-wise, should we look at our X-Force cards and see where we end up with that? There's only three of them. There's Pretty Sneaky Sith, which I don't think we want, because we like getting in that, like, between range 2 and range 3 range. Yeah, you could make an argument for the the lead-up and the, the trek across the board, if you want to call it that, to get there, but I think you're right. I think it's too situational for what well, we're and doing. Well, also, it does not protect our Venom. Because That's it's true. only characters that can pay, which are X-Force characters. Right. Yep, so that's off the... Off the board, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Dirty Work, which is a really interesting one, uh, where you pay three. Um, it, it only affects allied X-Force characters, so I don't think it quite works for us. I think it's working for a little bit wider of an X-Force list. Uh, but it, if you target the highest value, threat value uh, character on the board, they gain the target token, and then if they're KO'd or dazed by an allied X-Force character, then suddenly all X-Force characters gain two power. Fantastic. It brings something very different. Usually when we see these highest threat cards, it's victory points, but I really like that X-Force, which does play around with power and needs a lot of power to work, uh, can definitely get a boost from this. It's a very yeah. cool card. I'm not sure if it fits what we're trying to do here. Um, the one I do think fits what we're trying to do here is Cat and Mouse. Absolutely. Um, which, for those of you at home, since we are talking about, like, stuff that just came out. Like, I got finished building my cable yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Um, I will say Iron Fist is super annoying to build. Oh, I'm very jealous, I must say. Uh, being down here in Australia, we only got Inhumans last week. So Ooh. we have no delivery Ouch. date on anything. So the delivery date we got given uh, this week was you have no delivery date, don't expect one. So we're holding out for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Cat and Mouse says uh, after, after all characters have been deployed, X-Force characters may play this card uh, uh, and then they may place within two of their current position, but they can only make one... Uh, make one move during its activation. I like it. Uh, yeah. It gives our X-Force a whole lot of punching power very early. Mm -hmm. uh, it gels with what we want to do. Uh, again, it's only restricted to X-Force, but we are running quite a few of them. And mm -hmm. I think it's a big enough boon that we can, uh, particularly with Cable using his body slide as well as a move. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some weird and wacky places you can get with Cat and Mouse. So yeah. I'd put it on the, the tentative to in The short category. list. Um, Definitely. Then let's talk about X-Men cards. Fantastic. Uh, so we have To Me My X-Men, which I think is the least likely we're going to have. Yep. Because it's it's you may pay it, uh, any number um, for each one spent, choose one uncanny X-Men, and move them short towards the character that spent it. I think that card really lends it to going complete X-Men. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that's what we're looking to do in this build. No. Um, I One day I'm going to have to talk about 
soul affiliation build to maximize Tactus Gods. Um, that seems Absolutely. like an interesting month of like, what are these Tactus Gods that are kind of mediocre when you're trying to splash, but become really, really good when you're only playing their affiliation? So like, to me, my X-Men, uh, all according to plan, the X-Force cards that we just talked about, Dirty Walk. Like, all of those, I think, are much more interesting when you have a team that's solely of their affiliation. I like that. And I'm doing sole affiliation for my uh, TTS League as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm only running A-Force. It's not exactly, you know, the underplayed cards, but I've kept my eye on that uh, underplayed card uh, that A-Force assemble. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I like what you're thinking. I really like this idea of going solo affiliation, giving yourself a core, giving yourself a lot of tools, and really aiming to access those cards that people would look at and go, eh. But when you chuck them right into a, a solo affiliation list, it uh, really makes it shine. Uh, I think Dark Rain comes into that as well, as in maybe an example of a card mm-hmm. that does get played. Um, but in a solo list, it uh, just gives you fantastic focus firepower in yeah. well. Um. And so that's that's something I'm definitely thinking about doing at some point as like a theme month or whatever. But I want to find like there are still so many characters on that bottom fifteen that I want to talk about from the most recent league, including two characters who have fallen to zero percent usage. And I saw I was devastated about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I do think Captain Marvel will get a slight boost when War Machine comes out, just because there's a couple people who will want to try the War Machine Captain Marvel duo card. Mm. I think there is a lot of potential for her. I think she is underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think having that that going uh, Nova, or I can't remember exactly the name of it, but uh, the ability to just blow up things, uh, and the fact that she doesn't lose it when she... Just having a look at it now. Um, lose it when she flips from memory. Oh, the when binary goes... form? Binary form, that's it. Yeah. Um, until the next activation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some cool shenanigans you could do with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then Hella has, I think, a very specific place in the meta right now and will be- best be served by getting into a second affiliation. It's just figuring out what second affiliation she goes in. Absolutely, and it seems to be that most characters, when they're looking for a second affiliation now, just get thrown into Avengers or Cabal. It's starting to get a little bit full in there, I think. So maybe we'll see her move into something else or a Mm -hmm. brand new affiliation. Maybe she's somebody who's awaiting uh, to be announced affiliation, uh, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's where she can get a bit of breath, uh, a bit of life. Yeah, breathe back to her. But it's like she is probably the still the best model on Mutant Madman. Oh, absolutely. Um, just the amount of things going on is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Just because she can flip to pretty dang reliably on turn one, and unlike Angela, she doesn't have, she isn't also trying to play the extract yet. That's right. Mm. So many things going for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big problem with her is that uh, Enchantress has really supplanted her in a lot of lists in this meta, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, same affiliation. Uh, she gets to extend out into Cabal, uh, whereas Hela does not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes me quite sad because uh, I know Abby, one of the players down here and move in Sydney now, uh, loves to play Hela. Uh, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, she just doesn't get enough table time uh, yeah. across the board. And but then... he's hoping for a fight back. Yeah. And then I also want 
to do an episode on the space gem and trying to break the space gem. I love it. Uh, not even a character and, and trying to break it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is potential there, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think it can set up turn one hub place. Oh, that's uh, fantastic territory. I love the theory crafting behind turn one uh, mm-hmm. hub plays. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the big puzzle that I'm sure there's another answer to. Uh, I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And specifically, if you can get on a size three character for a turn one hub play phenomenal being uh, able to move so far and mm-hmm. do all those cool things yeah and specifically brilliant. size three which cuts off a lot of the interactivity with the character it does it does which is actually why we particularly like venom in this case because venom uh sort mm-hmm. of throws a spanner in that with being able to throw a, a range uh sorry a height three character yeah mm-hmm. um but back to what we were talking about um, X-Men affiliated cards. Uh, I also don't think we want to play first class. No, um, I agree. It's just we aren't playing the pay-to-flip objectives, which is where it's really strong, or the super-wide objectives, where it's really strong. No, that's right. No, we're hoping it's down the middle, and <laughs> it doesn't really save us anything. Plus, uh, being only uncanny X-Men as well, it's it's too narrow, I think, for what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Then we have the interesting option of Children of the Atom. Uh, which this one is, I like. Yeah, I, I like it, especially since we're bringing demons downtown. Yes, that's right. Uh, I like it because there, are, there seems to be more and more conditions out in this mm-hmm. meta now, uh, particularly with Scarlet Witch around, with our Judgment, uh, with our Hex, Bleed, Incinerate. Uh, I've played a few games recently, and I seem to have you know, one to three conditions on every character consistently. Yeah. Uh, and being able to whip this out very quickly with just an Uncanny X-Men as an active card, uh, it can really throw off people's plays, especially if they're expecting, you know, the next turn you'll have to uh, you'll have to recover to, um, you'll have to shake off the bleed mm-hmm. uh, and then you'll only be able to attack once. Uh, throwing this down and just being able to just negate that is is fantastic, I think. And the bonus power is just fantastic, too. So, And two very interesting additions to this. One, because it's not a shake action. It is a card. You can do it under hex field and uh, whatever uh, crystal's field is. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's that's quite convenient. Crystal is around, uh, and those will really ruin your day. Mm Mm-hmm. And two, you can do it before you choose who you activate, so you can use it to just to get a stagger off of someone and get two actions off of them. Brilliant. Uh, that alone is worth it. I mean, if this card said an uncanny X-Men can shake, uh, sorry, can remove a stagger, mm-hmm. uh, I think and people would have a power. very different opinion. And gain a power. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. Now let's quickly talk about Cabal and Cabal adjacent cards. Um, I don't think we... We can't do Cosmic Invigoration because we're not taking Red Skull, and I don't think we quite want Dark Rain. No, I agree. But there is a Cabal adjacent card that I do want to talk about since I think we will we have the opportunity to take Sin out of affiliation here. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. Well, there are two. So we can either do Illicit Tech which is a range 5, 6 dice, giving everyone incinerate attack. Fantastic. It Uh, also limits uh, their attack dice, which is even better on a 6 dice free attack. uh, No, it does not limit the opponent's dice. 
Uh, my apologies. Sorry, uh, you can edit that out. <laughs> no, it's good. It's it's good to learn from your mistakes. Um, but That's it's, right. <laughs> it's this attack can only have dice added to it uh, to the attack roll for, from crits. And this character cannot modify its attack dice during this attack. So it's like, you can't use any rerolls or anything on this attack. Right, it's what you roll is what you roll. Yeah, it's what you roll is what you roll. But also, automatically after this attack uh, resolves, the targeted character and enemy characters within two all gain incinerate condition. For one power at range five. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean... There's so many options with this. Uh, being range 5 as well, Zin can still hide under that stealth uh, yep. and can fire this out, apply the incinerate, and still be quite happy running around. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And, and the other Zin exclusive card that I want to bring up, but I think is less what we want to do in this particular list, is to Ash and Cinder. Uh, which it is... does do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's during the activation phase, you pay two, put down the demolition charge, and then each character within two at the end of uh, during the next cleanup phase takes two damage and gets stunned. I like that. Uh, the stun is is huge, and I think we're seeing more and more the effect ha- it has on people. Yeah. Uh, and it can really ruin some people's lists, to be honest, if they're mm-hmm. really relying on just enough energy to make things happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at like Black Panther and Magneto and things like that, uh, uh, they very much don't like this. Magneto specifically gets around it during upkeep phase in a way that's very frustrating. With, uh... can you explain? Uh, because Magneto gains one power for normal power phase, and then gains one for each construct. So we also sense, and that's a separate tick of power. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. So, yeah, the the power gain is still reliable, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but going, talking about Magneto, I do think that this is quite a cool card to keep around to potentially frustrate the heck out of uh, Brotherhood, uh, particularly mm-hmm. Magneto, um, because you can throw this up the line where you're going to go, say, with uh, on demons or something like that and completely destroy all the terrain around as well. I yeah. know you hadn't gone to that part yet, um, mm-hmm. but... That, that next part where it destroys all terrain features of size 3 or less within 2 of that demolition charge uh, is just the icing on the cake. And I think that even though it does seem like an afterthought in this card, I do think that it brings that option to potentially just clear an area, mm-hmm. uh, potentially destroy a lot of terrain. Yes, Brotherhood affiliation for Magneto may gain some power that turn, uh, but if a Magneto is starting to look at throwing a whole bunch of terrain and causing a lot of damage, particularly to our Venom and our uh, maybe even Sin, uh, mm-hmm. I think that might be a really cool card to keep up our sleeves. Which one? Because I think we only have room for one of them. So is there one that jumps out to you of those two? Uh, I think the illicit tech might be really good. I think it's a lot more flexible, mm-hmm. uh, being range five than three. It only costs one as well, uh, which is quite cool. Yeah. Uh, compared to Ash and Cinder being two uh, and only being range three. So, yeah, I'd go for illicit uh, tech. Yeah. So, we have two more slots. Um, are there any other character specific cards that jump out to me? No. The rest of our crew no. don't really have character specific cards to them. So, that means we get to work more with generic stuff here. Absolutely. Anything that just immediately jumps out to you? Uh, I mean, how many do we have so far? Was it six? Six. And no restricted cards, so we can just go with restricted options. 
That's what I was looking at as well. Uh, I mean, it's it they they're strong for a reason. They're restricted for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, so looking at combinations like all you've got and field dressing or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. With venom in particular, we're not looking necessarily at the healing. Um, we could be looking at something else. Mm -hmm. Does anything jump out for you with those restricted? I, because of the type of player I am, I am looking at Doom Prophecy since we have at least two rapid fire characters. We have Venom, who is not terrible with with a going down, or or Sabretooth, who are both not terrible at going down with a uh, Doom Prophecy on them. Of like the turn like you flip, you you get priority and you Doom Prophecy them. Fantastic. Well, let's go Doom Prophecy, and then we can sort of work around that last card as well. Because mm -hmm. uh, there are a few options here. Yeah, because there's Brace, there's Med Pack, there's all you've got. I don't think we're a field dressing team. Cause I, I don't I think so. I tend no. to think of field dressing teams as wide teams that are getting super high activation counts off of their... And, and only using field dressing in places where they can get away with it to get extra activations. Absolutely. Uh, and looking at that combination of, you know, if we've already taken one out of the two restricted, uh, I'd also be looking at field dressing and all you've got, uh, seeing as you can take off that that uh, daze and get another yeah. pump out of them. Um, but I think Doom Prophecy probably pips all you've got. So uh, maybe we're looking at Med Pack. So okay. it just makes our guys a little mm -hmm. bit more survivable. Uh, it also stops Sin if she gets somehow manages to slip into range three of someone. Might give her a little bit of a chance to run away as well, should mm -hmm. we run her. Yeah, but I found Sin gets into range three of people and then immediately gets out of it with hit and run. That's true too. Yeah, so maybe it's more for our Sabretooth and other things that are yeah. healing with healing factor, but also being able to med pack and, and mm -hmm. really you're negating three, four attacks from the opponent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's a really good tactics list there, I think. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that jumps out to you that you want to talk about? I think uh, a card that isn't talked about a lot, but I think could be looked at, uh, is Unearthly Rage. Mm. That I think is an this... interesting one. Mm, it is. It doesn't cost a lot. Uh, and with a lot of what we're trying to do, uh, we have Sabretooth who's able to move towards his enemy uh, and really set off situations where he can punch quite hard with this card. Uh, Venom being able to jump in. He has the throw as well. Uh, so being able to potentially web snare one person in, throw another person into that person, and then use Unearthly Rage to start throwing out either seven dice builders or nine dice spenders. Mm -hmm. uh, could be something to look at. I, I don't know if it makes the cut for this list, yeah. uh, but it'd be something that I looked at mm -hmm. uh, when I was building it. Yeah. It is definitely an interesting choice. Absolutely. And, and looking at the character-specific cards of uh, Weapon X Program and Exceptional Healing might be something that passes my mind as I'm working this list, uh, just because Sabretooth having the healing factor and, and qualifying for Weapon X program mm -hmm. could be something. Uh, I think it makes the next three or four cards after R8. Uh, yeah. I don't think it makes the cut, but it's, there's something to consider. If we were playing Deadpool in base of Domino, I would be much more interested in looking at those options, uh, at, at exceptional healing, but we're playing Domino in there. That's right. So maybe if Domino is not your jam or you can't get your hands on the figure, um, mm -hmm. looking at 
uh, Deadpool, uh, which you probably wouldn't be able to get either, but yeah, uh, might be an option there. Well, if you can't get your hands on Nomino, you can't get your hands on Cable either, so... Ah, uh, that's right. The list is completely out the window then. Yeah. <laughs> How devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent. I always like to shout Mark for Death because I think it is such an annoyance for uh, Web Warrior characters. And specifically Absolutely. the upcoming Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, we're going to see a lot more of it, I think. Oh, yeah. Because it turns off... It, it has the Venom ability on it where they can't re-roll defense dice against... Uh, attacks, but it also removes stealth and makes them, forces them to move short. Oh, fantastic. I can really pin down somebody and, and let our Venom or Cable or whoever it is catch up to them. Yeah, it really can. Uh, uh, another card that's been on my radar lately has been a Psychic Shielding Device. Yes, PSD uh, is fantastic, it's... especially with the uh, likelihood of seeing an, either an Enchantress or a Modoc across the table. Absolutely, and having that uh, not being able to be pushed or advanced by enemy superpowers, uh, I really like the one where you can't be pushed. Uh, there are a lot of effects out there that push uh, currently, and yeah, in addition to Murdoch and Enchantress, uh, the fact that you could push it out to be range 5 uh, for 5 power is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to shout out, because we are playing the mission... Uh... Uh, we are playing Legacy here. I do want to shout out Mission Objective. Definitely. I would be thinking about that uh, as I went through building these. Uh, I think it might be my ninth card in this list yeah. uh, for the flexibility it brings uh, and the fact that you can throw it along and pass it to, say, Cable or something, mm-hmm. uh, who's just moving fast anyway, uh, is brilliant. Yeah. And it also means it, it's so much easier if you have a 2-1 split of your legacy cures, but you have all three, you can just move over and mission objective the the final one and get those eight VPs. And that's huge. Being yeah. able to do that is just... Yeah, I really like the idea of having the button on the pulse with that and taking the choice away from... Uh, sorry, taking the that opportunity and being able to make that choice is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have things like Blind Obsession... Rivals, which I think are both very good aggro cards. Definitely. Uh, uh, Bitter Rivals is just fantastic. The unlimited yeah. range and the fact that you're forced, trying to force things like uh, Demons Downtown, uh, it means it can add, the more people it hits, the, the better value, and we're really trying to play into that a lot in this yeah. list. So that would something I would be highly considering. I also will not be surprised if that goes on the next restricted list. That seems to be the talk of the town at the moment. I mm-hmm. would agree as well. It it seems to be everywhere. Uh, it's powerful and it ticks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to shout out Battle Lust um, because we don't have as much reposition as uh, Venom brings. Not the rest. Of, most of rest, the rest of our crew don't really bring reposition. So having reposition in a tactics card, I think, is not terrible. I agree. Uh, that's why climbing gear would be in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that extra move I've seen win games uh, and yeah. being able to pop out an extra small move. Uh, for Venom, that's just an extra move. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for you know your long movers, sure, it's great. Uh, he already has web crawlers, so he's not particularly worried about gaining the abilities mm-hmm. uh, with that, but that extra move is pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, Battle Lust allows you to move your opponent's pieces. Mm, so the other way completely. Yeah. Um, and, and you get an extra 
uh, after the move, you get the attack, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's after you at the end of a move action you made during an ally character's activation. Uh, you may spend power equal to your size, and then the next attack made by the moving character this activation adds dice equal to your size, and uh, after the attack is resolved, um, you may push the target character away short. Fantastic. Uh, a lot of our characters are quite big as well. Yeah. Which I so, think actually nice. makes battle list worse rather than better. Um, mm. Just because it makes it more expensive. That's true. So maybe looking at playing it on our smaller characters, they're mm. able to just nip in on a flank, say, and push somebody off an objective. Yeah, no, the um, dirtiest play go. is always uh, battle lusting a shoy. Oh, we had a local down here who was playing that, and it is extremely frustrating on that <laughs> turn where they just pop that and either everyone goes moving everywhere or somebody just goes way back. Mm-hmm. And the other one I love is Battle Lusting a Wasp or an Ant Man. Because um, they are size one characters, so it's super cheap. Oh, that is. That's fantastic. Uh, and they have the movement built in to capitalize on that too. Oh, yeah. And if they size change in between it, uh, you get plus two dice, even though you only spent one for Battle West. Ah, fantastic. Um, so that's something to keep in mind for Sam Spam if that comes up, um, since that was announced a couple days ago. That's right. Uh, definitely something that will be popping around at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking a couple, probably like two months back at this point, we had the Punisher episode, and I think Sam Spam is going to be a place where Punisher can really show up. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be extremely scary to have a Punisher on the table alongside Sam uh, and have the Punisher have all of those options that he brings, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the cards. The Bloodwreck personal is just scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have a lot, there's a lot of interesting options that we're talking about here. And like we also talked about advanced R&D and just like generically good advanced R&D. It is. Uh, it, it allows so many options. Uh, I'm not sure what different combinations we can get with it, but that would be something that I would definitely be considering. Uh, it seems to be in all of my lists nowadays. Uh, just because sometimes there are combos which you don't even see uh, and then go, oh, of course, that's perfect. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that I just needed one more power to make that work. Mm-hmm. And we have a relatively high co- cost grouping here. So I can definitely see the talk around disarm because we we have the possibility to have priority. Absolutely. And it scales quite well. It's cheap. Uh, and we we want to be in combat a lot of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we want to be up close uh, and personal. And the range three is not that big of a deal. Uh, really, it's just something which shuts down a character for a turn. Yeah, for sure. So it's like we yeah. there are so many tactics cards that that are like circling around what we've talked about that could make the cut depending on the person you you are. That's right, and I think that's why I really enjoy this game and why mm-hmm. I like this list, um, because we do have the flexibility for, you know, if, if something calls to you and something that's just, just compelling you, you really want to do it, uh, there'll be tactic cards for that. Uh, you're not bound to eight that you really have to take, otherwise you can't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're equally likely to see somebody winning off the back of, uh, say, battle lust uh, compared to climbing gear and two very different types of effects, but definitely mm-hmm. viable. 
and it's also like we we also talked about a couple like replacements if if you're looking at specific characters that you want to play like if you're if you're a deadpool fan and want to get deadpool on the table you can easily replace domino with deadpool and that functionally turns out the same for uh list building but also allows you to completely rejigger your tactics cards with things like chimichangas and yoink it does, and he brings to the table a completely different play style mm-hmm. uh, to Domino with what he wants to do and where he wants to do it. Uh, and the the exceptional healing opens up uh, as a tactics card. Uh, there's some really cool things you can do with uh, just changing one character. Uh, you could pivot and change X-Force, for instance, if you really, 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 really wanted to run Defenders, uh, and you could get that working, and there would be some mm-hmm. really cool choices too. And also, like, you can swap Baron Zemo for Crossbones if you want the chain activation. Hey, it worked with Corvus and Proxima, right? Surely yeah. it could work with Sin and Crossbones, right? It's, I have done work with it. I have... <laughs> don't underestimate a Dune Prophecy on a Crossbones. Oh, I wouldn't underestimate Crossbones any day of the week. He is, he is underrated. Uh, what he can do mm-hmm. um, when he has a good day. Uh, for three points is pretty scary. Uh, particularly that in to Pain, mm-hmm. he survives way longer than you would imagine. Yeah, and it can be used even when you're rolling no defense dice, which on Doom Prophecy is really good. Uh, of course, and he starts with four physical. So, uh, yeah, so he's, he's suddenly he's only rolling going... nine dice builders. Oh, nasty. And nine dice looking for wild throws attacks. Which are going to happen a lot of the time, and he's going to connect with a lot of them because it is size two or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most times he's going to be able to throw, and it's before damage as well. Yeah. No, so it's it's oh, yeah. you can get some really dirty stuff out of out of a sin crossbones activation because sin is very good at at uh, weakening a group, and then crossbones just comes in and goes like, "I'm going to throw you into you, and then I'm going to stand here and punch you, uh, and then both of you are dead." Oof. I can't wait until I play into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a, a lesson in pain, I think. Yeah, and we've already talked about like the chance of using Loki. Even without the gem, I think he's fairly solid, but with the gem, he becomes insane. But also, Loki Bubble is such a specific tack that lists aren't ready for. And... That's right, and he's sort of fallen out of uh, favor as well. Mm-hmm. So I think bringing something back that people haven't played or haven't played in a while uh, is definitely enough to throw people's game a little bit to the point where they just don't know how to handle it. Especially against the threat of Blackwater. Oh, yeah. Because absolutely. Blackwater has so many zero-cost superpowers between Thanos Gems and, uh, and Husband and Wife that... Uh, Loki suddenly turns into one power cost ability that really changes how they function. It does, and they don't really look at you know advanced R and D and other ways to cheat the power. So <laughs> it really does change, and it makes them think twice, which is always a good thing. And then you flip it over, and suddenly you stop them rolling uh, extra dice for crits, which means Corvus is just having a bad day. Uh, he does not like seeing Loki flipped. Uh, Corvus is a very sad panda when mm-hmm. uh, he can't roll out his crits. It basically nullifies that uh, reality gem in a lot of ways. Yeah, it really does. Um, so it's like that's that's another entire entirely possible engine. Um, I think Loki is super underplayed right now, um, just because he generally mm-hmm. takes up two character slots. 
but the effect that he has on the battlefield is so heavy in in ways that most people don't feel. No, that's right. It's a card that when you look at it, you go, ah, you know, I can deal with that. It's only got five health, three and three, four. Mm -hmm. Eh. But like you said, it's just, it gets really scary. Uh, The fact that he also has access to all three types of attacks uh, is, it can't be understated. The ability to just prey on their weaknesses. uh, I mean, it's thematic and it's functionally really good as well. Mm -hmm. So he he is the package, uh, which you'd hope for five uh, five threat when you're looking at the gem in there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I hope to see a comeback of Loki. Yeah, I think, I think it's due time. Here, here, and with the TV show out, what better time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the people at home, the full list that we came up today, which is a tri-affiliation list, which is oh, exciting, uh, is <laughs> Venom, Cyclops, Storm, Cable, Domino, Bob, Sin, Sabretooth, Enchantress, and Baron Zemo. Then Fantastic. in our in our tactics cards, we have Lethal Protector, No Matter the Cost, Extreme Conditioning, Cat and Mouse, Children of the Atom, Illicit Tech, Doom Prophecy, and Med Pack. And then in our Crisis cards, we have Struggle for the Cube Continues, Deadly Legacy Virus Cured, Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized Cities, Demons Downtown has our Come Up and Come Due, Terrigen Clouds Sweep Across the City, uh, and Infinity Formula Goes Missing. A very solid list, I think. A very fun-looking list, too. That's right. And and the fact that it can pivot any way you want it, yeah. uh, it can really come up. It, it's got the tools to deal with anything you see on the other side of the table, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think this is going to be... I, I don't know like how good it is competitively, but I think it's a fantastic game day list. Absolutely. And something you can give a, a newer player that isn't particularly au fait with the big... Scary Bo and Wakanda and stuff like that, and they can just have fun punching things, but having tricks as well. Yeah. Uh huh. And I think it also it has enough that if you're facing, I don't think it like hard loses to any particular list. I think we have just enough control between Enchantress and Venom that we don't have to worry about uh, Criminal Syndicate. I think we have just enough damage that we don't really have to worry about say, a Weenies Guardians list, I think we have enough actions to spread it out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, a Tanky Tanky Asgard list, I think we do pretty well. We do fine into... I think I think we're a good, at worst, 40-60 into everything. Which is not terrible. I agree. No. Uh, and some people don't rate the lower, you know, f- on par... Uh, matchups, but I much prefer that than just auto losing to something and mm-hmm. and doing exceptionally well against others. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I'd rather go well against ev- or decently at everything uh, than just no- almost not play some of your games because they're yeah. just a hard loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So if people wanted to reach out to you and talk to you, where would they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Discord uh, with Rhett. Uh, you can hit me up in any of the channels or the servers uh so the tts channel is probably the best one uh otherwise the wonderful channel uh for the wonderful sorry the wonderful marvel crisis 
protocol fan server uh, but i'll be hanging around all of those getting involved in the conversations and the fantastic things that are happening there so feel free to reach out have a chat love to talk venom love to talk marvel comics huge into those as well uh or just anything drop by and see how i'm going currently going 3-1 in the league so Ooh. shaky ground pretty exciting uh uh-huh. with that a force list um taking out a black order list last week so that was pretty exciting uh i just she hulk is is everything i love running she hulk so mm-hmm. if you want to hit me up for a chat about that more than happy to yes i am currently one in three in the league um between two yeah. ko losses oh and a having to concede uh this week's match because my computer is on the fritz Oh, of course. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. What are you running in it? Uh, so I ran Dune Prophecy Wakanda for the first half and Fantastic. got KO twice in three games. Oh, that's in- unfortunate. Including a game where uh, Quicksilver got four attacks off in turn one and managed to daze both Akoi and Medusa. Wow, my Quicksilvers have not done that, I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was bad. Uh, it's almost like you didn't see it coming. Yeah, it's I got KO'd by turn four. Oh, that's, yeah, that's highly unlikely, isn't it? Yeah. It's just blinking is gone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it no, was it was not that. pretty. Uh, but but no. Black Panther went out in a blaze of glory KOing three people oh, with Dune Prophecy. <laughs> On Black Panther, that's phenomenal. Um, did you know Pounce was once per activation, not once per turn? Oh, that, that synergizes very well. Yeah, with all you've got. Oh, generating the power and then just pouncing everywhere. You could be wherever you want. Yeah, it, it helped a lot. That's fantastic. Um, and then for the second half of the league, I went, okay, I'm not making top cuts, so let's just have some dumb fun. Um, I like it. So I'm playing Syncabal with Ultron. Yes, Ultron. We also brought back Ultron in one of our Australian lists, so I'm so glad we wanted to get one character from zero plays uh, to at least one. Uh, I'm so glad there's two people running it now. That's uh, brilliant. There are four people running Ultron. Sorry, four. Uh, I know two were from Australia. I, th- I thought that somebody had changed it, but yeah, two of us, uh, yourself, and there must be another out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my list is, the idea with Ultron is you have... Uh, uh, Age of Ultron in your tactics cards, and you just bum rush their back point. And you don't care if you flip Ooh. because you're thinkable, so you're sitting on that point just causing havoc. I like that. That's a really good combination. Yeah. And, like, Excellent. I think that is a place where he could functionally sit. Because there is no other character that can so unilaterally just bum rush your opponent's back point to cause issues. That's right, and the fact that he flies and he's immune to bleed and poison, mm-hmm. uh, immune to two conditions is pretty good, uh, and those are fairly common. Bleed is common, poison starting to get a bit more out there. Especially that we now have a scenario that gives out poison. Mm. Um, That's and, right. And also, I just love throwing him in the face of a Scarlet Witch. <laughs> That's fantastic. And just taking no damage because you're all out all mm-hmm. the wilds. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's, and he it, punches quite hard as well. Oh, yeah. He punches pretty dang hard. And he can... Uh, I didn't realize this, but he can also change his spender to uh, energy, which is yes. quite cool. 
Mm-hmm. Very scary. That's quite sneaky hiding there. Uh, some characters like Venom, for instance, that would not particularly like seeing Ultron on the other side <laughs> of the table. Yes, and I have <laughs> some sneaky plans for a Captain Marvel list that I want to get someone on to talk about. Ooh, excellent. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Captain Marvel plus Thanos. Ooh, I like she that. Gets, I never thought of that. She gets full rerolls on her blank builder, so adding more dice to that just makes it all the more deadly. So turning that... Once she flips, you can get like a 10 dice attack with full rerolls. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Another one really good to bring into Terrigen being immune to poison. That's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have some ideas for Hela and uh, the Space Gem, so we'll see about those. But those probably won't make my next, mo- next league list, but it's going to have some fun times. We'll see what comes out between now and then. Fantastic. Um, I've got a bit of a brew going with uh, Hulk, uh, so I can't wait till maybe the mid-season, between the seasons, or oh. you know, the next time I lose and out of the cut. I can't wait to try it the next tournament. So the Beta Splendors then? Yes, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not too far away, is it? Yeah. Two more weeks of cut, so if you win the next two, you're in to top eight. Or top, no, top whatever. The- yeah, top something. Yeah. Uh, I think in the Australia pool, because we're only 24 people, uh, it's not going to be that many compared to, say, the 60-person one, I think, East is or West. Well, so it's uh, all so... people who make five and one get in. Mm, that's right. So I think we end up with two making it from ours because we only have 24. Mm-hmm. So I think mathematically, unless something weird happens, uh, yeah, we should send two. Two so or three. Hopefully, is hoping. Pardon me? Two or three. I think right. mathematically you can have a six zero and two five ones. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, currently we're sitting on two undefeateds and then a whole bunch of X ones. So I expect that two weeks. You know, who knows? Uh, yeah. There's some really good players in the top. Morgan Reed's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of people who are just really good players. So yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. But I I am interested to hear about this Hulk boo because. Hulk, Hulk is a character that I really enjoy playing too. Um, I still eternally want to play my very dumb fifteen-point roster on uh, Doom uh, of of Hulk, She-Hulk, Agent Whatever with Doom Prophecy, uh, Agents of Smash, uh, Gamma Launch, and All You've Got. Fantastic! That is scary as anything. Just chuck a. a... Doomed prophecy piece into the back there. Yeah, that is exactly. scary. <laughs> Holy moly! And then slow the size five, five train. Oh, gross. Yeah. Well, mine is is sort of similar. Um, I haven't really talked about it much yet, but I think it's got legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a combination of Hulk, Captain America, uh, Lockjaw uh, as your core, and mm-hmm. essentially you can teleport Hulk into an enemy and be rolling uh, with smash and with, I think you need to use advanced R&D from memory, um, but essentially you can teleport into their deployment zone first turn uh, and there with lockjaw and a whole bunch of other shenanigans uh, and leap and stuff like that. And you can be throwing a six dice or a nine dice builder or not, not that he builds, but his strike. Uh, and then with, no matter the cost, uh, which is another card uh, that we talked about, mm-hmm. you can throw another eight eight dice with a wild stagger wild throw. 
So Lockjaw just really makes it, and Captain America allows you to use the Avengers, and Hulk <laughs> being Avengers uh, means that you can pick up, you know, that alone is only 13 points, uh, so you can push for 15 with Widow, 2-point Widow, <laughs> uh, and maintain that Avengers. Uh, there's a lot of shenanigans there, but once you, once you get Hulk in there, uh, I also forgot the synergy between no matter the cost and you won't like me when I'm angry automatically mm -hmm. gives him an extra attack die. Yep. Uh, so you're automatically throwing out a 1.9 dice attack first turn into something. So quite often I've been able to drop Hulk into the back row, uh, daze something, activate him next turn. He's got 17 health left uh, and he can go uh, start doing his throws for one power, which he can throw terrain or characters. Uh, he can keep leaping around, or he can just mm -hmm. start smashing things, and they have to deal with him. Otherwise, he yeah. just ends everything. So that sounds that's a bit spicy. of a. It is. I think it's got legs. Uh, I, I'm going to look forward to seeing it play down the table. Yeah, and you are now also part of the Morlocks Discord. Fantastic! Uh, it's such a great channel. I've seen a lot of good talk there. Uh -huh. uh, I can't wait to get involved in the community. And if you want to join the Morlocks Discord, uh, you can join through the Patreon, patreon.com slash lexawhite. Uh, there will be a link in the bottom of this episode, but alongside access to the Patreon, uh, you get the What I've Been Watching podcast, where uh, once a month I sit down and talk about what I've been watching, and then once a month me and a friend sit down and just deep dive on a TV show, me and my friend Adam Cross, um, the grand arbiter of the This Is Rad Discord, uh, spent an hour and a half talking about Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood this month. Fantastic. I'm definitely getting on board that Patreon train for sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also, I'm Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gjipped on all the non-MCP discords. Uh, if you want to see me talk about TV in a more like classical review sense, come visit gjip.tumblr.com. And then if you want to see me play something completely different, um, I play most Saturday and Sunday nights. I play uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Sorry. I play Arkham Horror the Card Game at twitch.tv slash games. And then recently, uh, some random evenings in the week, I will announce this within the Discord. And if it's MCP related on the MCP channels. I've been live streaming IRL, MCP, and other board games at twitch.tv slash theboardgamedome. Excellent. Uh, you've got so much uh, content. I was watching the live stream the other day, uh, the recording, I should say, <laughs> of the real life stuff. Uh, fantastic stuff. I, I love seeing real life, character, uh, real life games being played now, mm -hmm. uh, especially after all this online gaming we've had to do as a result of the pandemic, so uh, fantastic work. Yes, so that would have been uh, A-Force uh, condition, leaderless A-Force conditions versus uh, Avengers, I think it was. I think it was, yes. It was It was a fantastic watch. I haven't finished it yet, uh, but it's on my list. I will not spoil it. And then we go into playing Arkham Horror Sword Edition. Fantastic. Which is a very fun board game. And we're looking at doing getting a card cam and a dice cam set up at some point when we have the money to. Um, to advance that viewing experience. But it's it's a whole lot of fun, and we're playing all sorts of different board games on there. Not we're, we're pretty consistently playing Marvel Crisis Protocol, but we're getting all sorts of board games on there, which is a lot of fun. Um, Diversity is the key. Mm -hmm. And then 
hopefully sometime soon there are like three to four different stores in the area that are getting MCP started up so I will be doing some stuff in the local Seattle area uh, for those that are local fantastic it'll be really good to get people involved uh, in the local community yes Um, so there's just there's a lot going on right now (laughs) there is It's, it's the perfect time for it I think my ending spiel keeps getting longer and longer and longer (laughs) <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, may it keep getting longer because the content uh, you're putting out is fantastic. So yeah. uh, I can't wait to see what more comes. The next big life event is September when the Roller Rink opens up again and I start doing that again, which I'm so impatient for it to start. <laughs> I could imagine. I, it's it's only a few months, right? So yep. fingers crossed everything goes smoothly. I used to do it weekly. <laughs> wow. That's a huge change then for sure. Yeah. No. I know and, the feeling. And my streets mm. are not, uh, my skates, because I have like fancy $300 skates. Ooh. Uh, they must be aching to get out on the ice. Uh, no. Oh, sorry, so, to get out of the, the rink. <laughs> yeah, because they are not street skates. They would get torn up by the pavement. <laughs> Probably not what you want happening to your $300 skates then, no. I'd imagine. No. <laughs> um, no. I need to see if they're built correctly for bowl, because I do want to try bowl skating at some point. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Well, hopefully they are. Mm-hmm. If not, I just, when I have money again, buy another pair of skates for ball. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, fantastic. thank you very much for coming on. This has been a fantastic time. Likewise. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Uh, mm-hmm. If I could just sit down and talk about Venom every night, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> very fair. I, I, I am like that with Green Goblin. That's why he's the only character that we've repeated so far. <laughs> Excellent. Well, hopefully Green Goblin and Venom can have a party in the Spider-Foes faction and, uh, you know, all the good things in the world can come together. Yes, there will be an updated version of the Thanos list coming out at some point. Um, Ooh, I'm excited to see it. Oh, yeah. No, they now have some stuff they can do. Oh, buddy. Oh, I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait. Maybe Just... crack that out in the beta splendors. Beta splendors? I can't even remember what Maybe. it's called. Maybe. It depends what legality there is, and I have like six lists that mm. I want to crack out at some point soon. <laughs> I know that feeling. Because mm-hmm. like, I want to pull this list out one week. I want to pull last week's list out one week, which was... Uh, since people should have listened to it by then, by now, uh, we put Gamora into the X-Men. Ooh. Into Storm X-Men just to give her defensive tech. That's exciting. Yeah. I like that. Really uh-huh. covering her weakness. And then you can just, like, jump over a Black Dwarf and get into attack range really easily. Oh, that makes me scared of that giant sword, I tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's all sorts of exciting stuff coming up. Um... And now with the, like, more distant uh, releases on Arkham Horror, the card game, I think it's going to really grow our options for the custom content streams that me and Codap do. Um, Excellent. So if you're into Arkham Horror, the card game stuff, that's going to be a real fun time. I'll keep my eyes open. Mm-hmm. And so thank you very much for everyone who's listening. And again, thank you for being a guest here. No worries. Thank you for having me. And keep experimenting, people.